Hi there and welcome to the 21st workout of the 30 days of 30 minute rows. Now don't worry if you've just landed on day 21 and you're like, oh, I'm a bit late. You can just row this one. You can keep on going. You can start at the beginning. It's entirely up to you. Now, whereas yesterday's workout would, depending on your starting pace, it would be either a low or a mid-intensity workout. Today's is firmly a mid-intensity, and it kind of puts his little fingers into a top intensity at the end as well. Because what we're going to do is break down this 30-minute row into four-minute chunks. There's going to be seven of them. And you're going to start off at 18 strokes a minute, then up to 22, then 24, 26, and then back down the other side of the pyramid, 24, 22, 18. And you should have worked out the four sevens are only 28. So what happens with that last two minutes? Well, then we're going to go up to 28 strokes a minute and try and go really fast. And speed is the key here because you're going to start off at right about that 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 pace, which is about 5 out of 10. Okay, that's that walking up a flight of stairs intensity. But then when you go up to 22 strokes a minute, I want you to roll five seconds faster than that, okay? Then when you go up to 24, two or three seconds faster, and up to 26, another two or three seconds faster. And of course, as you come down the other side of the pyramid, you go slower through that amount, all right? So you end up down at 18 strokes a minute at the starting pace that you did. But then when you get to 28 strokes a minute for that last two, two minutes, you're going to go really nice and fast, okay? You're going to go like almost four or five seconds faster than you were doing the 26 strokes a minute at. And it's just incredible for working you through stroke rates and different levels of pace when you're rowing. It's, well, I remember doing this in 2021 and this was my favorite workout of the lot of them because of that little two minute chunk at the end. Okay, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So we're going to have to get into a four minute warm up before we get started. And as always, that means going to our machine and setting it up first, which on the concept two means getting that drag factor set to where you want it to be. Now, if you don't know about drag factor, just set your lever between four and five. Okay, too low isn't the problem. Too high is a problem. That's when you start to have to heave against the stroke. And that's my guidance for folks that are on uh, non-concept twos. If you have a resistance style, set it somewhere so you get a nice feel to the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it. Okay. Next up, if your machine allows you, please set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and finally set that foot stretcher height so that as you come forwards to the front of the machine your shins are in a nice vertical position okay if you're set too high it's a bit tough to get there if you're set too low you can go straight past and your backside will escape from underneath you so let's do this four minute warm-up at right about 20 strokes a minute and i just want your intensity to be the same as if you were pushing in to stand up okay so it's a light pressure to start with while you work on some timing okay just for the first minute don't worry so here we go then in three Two, one, let's go. So just a light push, okay? Because if you're nice and light here, you can think about timing between your feet pushing into the foot plates and your hands connecting the handle to your machine. And by connecting, I mean that's the point when the handle kind of bites into whatever your machine uses. Hopefully you get what I mean by connecting. But you want that push and connection to happen at exactly the same time. If you push too soon, your backside goes away from underneath of you and you have to do this weird lurch and pull thing. If you pull too soon, you can't connect with your legs, you don't get the power in. But if you have a forwards tilt over your hips, straight arms, and then push your feet into the machine, push while holding that forward tilt and straight arms, then you get the power connected beautifully. And talking of power, you can increase the intensity now. Take it up to that five out of 10 intensity, walking up a flight of stairs, heart rate's up, breathing is up, but you don't feel like you're working really hard. For those of the 2K training pace, you're up at 2K plus 18 to 20 right now. That's 18 to 20 seconds slower than your average 2K 500 meter time. But if you don't know anything about that, just go by intensity, effort out of 10. And this is your starting pace pretty much for today's row. Okay, two more strokes, one more. There we go. Take one foot out, put it on the ground, continue rowing. Sorry, completely forgot to tell you that. As we were taking our foot out, I just said, there we go. And you would be like, 
Uh, we've still got two minutes left on the clock, John. Sorry about that. Just roll with one leg strapped in. This will help with your flexibility coming forwards, getting that shin vertical, hips opening up. Let's swap legs. It's easier to get that hip rock in place if you don't have great flexibility, if you just have one leg in. And so 30 seconds on each side, so this should hopefully just ease things off and then make it easier when you do have both legs strapped in again. Talking of which, let's put both feet back in, tighten your straps, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, and then out with your arms, rock forwards over your hips. So you're just rocking back and forwards. So rock, pull, push, rock. Rock, pull, push, rock. It's all fluid. It's all got rhythm. It's not jerky. Rock, pull, push, rock. And let's rock all the way to the front of the machine, arms straight, forwards tilt, and just press out lightly from the front because I want you to hold this forwards tilt and arms straight and get used to this position as you push with your legs. So not too hard because then you recoil or recoil. But also this helps you work on the timing again between that push and your hands connecting. Let's do one more as we hit zero. There we go. So. I'm gonna do what I've been doing in most of the rows so far this time around, and I'm gonna replay the video that I made in 2021 for this row. But trust me, it's amazing. Just really hold to your paces, enjoy that last two minutes, and I will see you in half an hour for the cool down and some stretching. This is another row that in 2021 I did on the Erg Race app. So apologies if you hear me refer to on-screen stuff that quite clearly you can't see this year. Okay, so 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 to 22 start. Getting prepared to race. Okay, so I'm going to sh shut up. I'll try and I'll talk you through what comes up on the screen so you've got an idea of when I'm going to start, but apologies that you don't get the normal. Okay, sit ready. Attention. R go. So, hopefully that was enough timing for the folks who are going to watch this as a standalone video rather than the YouTube live. But it is a little bit of a surprise. The race software, it's not like a standard three, two, one, go. There is a little bit of a hesitation in there. I don't know whether that's designed for race starts to make it a bit more exciting. Who knows? Anyway. So this first four minutes, 18 strokes per minute at 2k plus 20 to 22 pace. It's a good way to do it because they're only four minute intervals. So you will feel like we'll race through this half hour, but then that last two minutes, if you're really going for it, will probably feel like it's four minutes long, but it'll only be 56 strokes. So hopefully it'll be okay. So how are we getting on with race situation then? Sam is leading the way. Then Mark, Michael, Matthew Tilt, and then me in last place. But let's see, I'm not that far off Matthew in fourth. So maybe the rate and pace pyramid will be enough for me to catch him. But then I'll probably then lose him as I come back down the other end, so or he'll catch me more. 
Oh, it's cold in here today. Got to say, got the heater on for the first time, which probably means give it another couple of minutes and I'll start to overheat. I'm just using this first four minute interval to try and make sure I continue that kind of warm up body's a little bit stiff after yesterday's climbing wall fun with the family but it's not much of an excuse I'm still pretty much holding the right pace I might leave for the main video when I edit it together I might because uh, yeah sorry the downside to erg race is it doesn't send my stroke data to the logbook so I can't give you the graphics to show how I'm doing I'll try and work something out okay one more stroke at 18 and let's kick up to 22s and a whole five seconds faster now this is a real jump in pace so don't worry if you take five or six strokes <clears throat> to hit the rhythm and the pace that you need to be rowing at 22 and what's likely to be between 2k plus 15 and 2k plus 17 pace and like most of the mid intensity workouts that I program this one will take you up there intensity wise by the time we get to the 26 strokes a minute you should be at that point of really needing to push and concentrate on putting in the power to hold the pace whereas right now it's kind of just about making sure you stay at the right stroke rate and the pace will hopefully be taking care of itself by the time that 26 happens you will be holding on a bit more but even though that will certainly feel a little tougher because you then come back down the other side of the pyramid <clears throat> that intensity doesn't really remain so you kind of dip or not a toe I think a full leg <laughs> will get dipped into the intensity puddle but you'll gradually ease it out and then that last two minutes we'll just take the intensity back up again this is a really good example of 
the kind of intensity you should be feeling for a mid-tier. The top tier really should feel max and top, which you certainly won't be feeling now. You might feel for the last two minutes, but on average, the whole workout is a mid. Okay, two more strokes. One more. 24 strokes a minute. Three seconds faster. So I'm jumping from plus 15 pace to plus 12. And in the most part, this is still just about increasing that push from my legs. Push harder gives me a faster drive speed. And because I have a good ratio, a two to one drive to recovery, where my drive is twice as fast as my return, my stroke rate goes up. And then a combination of the fact I'm putting in more power and that that is giving me two strokes a minute more than before is what results in the pace increase but this all kind of happens that way if you have something resembling a good technique or at least a consistent technique across each stroke rate because I keep my arms nice and straight and that forward lean and endeavour to row at the same rhythm then that's why just increasing stroke rate means more speed and again I'm not being flippant I'm not saying it's easy to get into the right positions those arms straight forward tilt shins vertical and a good posture at the front I know some people struggle sometimes due to just flexibility but often or sometimes maybe there are people out there with shoulder replacements and new knees and things so I'm not trying to make you feel bad oh, okay four strokes and then we got to 26 in two one here we go more power from the legs and you're looking for 2k plus 9 or 10 here ideally 
if you started on the softer end then it'll be between 2k plus 9 and 2k plus 12 now like I thought because my pace has been gradually increasing I've overtaken Matthew Tilt but I do wonder whether he'll catch me back up again on the way back down this pyramid it definitely does get the intensity up there this shift to 26 but it shouldn't be anything that you feel you can't get to the end of there's only two more minutes at this rate and pace and then it all starts to get easier again I seem to be just dropping to 25 every now and then need to concentrate on my hands away from my body get them nice and straight let the momentum of my arms coming forwards be what sets my back tilt oh, halfway there 15 minutes to go and then because of that forward momentum I'm already recovering I just have to bend my knees in order to get to the front of the machine again ready for the next stroke and I can keep my stroke rate up because of those hands away okay almost at the end of the 26s three two one down to 24 and two or three seconds slower it may take you five or six or 12 <laughs> strokes to settle into the right rate and pace just focus on your breathing give yourself a good rhythm between your breath and your stroke which is a little bit harder for me as I'm still talking to you but I can feel it all getting a bit more comfortable as we get further through 
these 24s. And then it will continue to get easier until two minutes to go. And then that final push. And don't worry if this feels more intense than the 24s on the way up in order to hold the same pace whereas I was probably only a 6 to 7 out of 10 on the way up this certainly felt like an 8 out of 10 as we entered it it's probably a 7 now but it's certainly not a 6 ok one minute to go then we slow down and just as just because we're slowing down doesn't mean you do anything weird with your stroke you still need to hold your form the way you were on the way up forward lean straight arms push the machine away with your feet hang on okay four three two one 22s and a good three seconds slower now like I was saying try and keep your technique as natural as possible here don't flop around with a collapsed posture just because you're easing off the pace it's really easy to kind of just lazily let everything fall apart as you go through these recovery intervals but you want to make sure that as you hit the 28 at the end you do so with your proper racing technique and if you start to let things slip now you may get into a bad habit when it comes time for those 28s so do think that you're back up on your sit bones at the front of the machine pivoted tilted hinged over your hips so that you are leaning in to the front of the machine to round about a one o'clock position 
on a clock face and then holds that lean as you push the machine away with your feet and only when your legs are about halfway through the drive do you finally swing over your hips from that forward lean to a backward lean and you're really just wanting to mirror the body angle so one o'clock forwards 11 o'clock backwards and then quickly with those hands away you tilt back in to that forward lean again as you recover by bending your knees so your arms should be straight back in its tilt before you bend your knees oh, here we go two more and down to 18 from now oh, this will feel hopefully a lot easier try and return to the pace you started today's row off at so I was 2k plus 20 which means 205 pace because my I say current 2k time but I've done a 2k for a long time <coughs> but it's 7 minutes on the nose divided by 4 gives me 1 minute 45 as my average 500 meter time across the 2k even if I started fast and ended slow the average across the entire row is 145 so 2k plus 20 means I row at 205 pace and it also means that in just over two minutes time when I boost up to 28 strokes a minute I want to be rowing round about 150 pace which is 2k plus 5 We'll see if I can go faster, but once I get to the higher rates and paces, it becomes a bit more awkward to talk to you at the same time. And I'd rather back off a couple of seconds so that I can talk to you, but also because it still helps me with my shoulder rehab not going super fast not the 150 super fast of course but it is up there for me when it comes to this shoulder injury right less than a minute to go so just make sure that you're ready to snap in to the 28s it's all about 
more of a leg drive the tension on the handle if you're hanging off it with a forward lean and straight arms will feel more powerful but it's not because you're pulling harder it should be because you are pushing harder with the legs and getting that force into the handle okay three two one you ready here we go really push into the machine don't be alarmed if you start too fast just settle into your pace and rate so I'm 2k plus 3 or 4 let's see if I can hold this through to the end which isn't that far away it's only a total of two minutes at this pace keep that leg drive powerful one minute to go it's all about the legs come on John I can feel my legs fading but I'm not going to let them because there's only 40 seconds so stay strong keep pushing with the legs 30 seconds arms straight push almost there alright Keep your stroke rate, but push harder. Push. 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 Last one. Oh. I love that session. Finishing down at 145 pace. Just feels so rewarding after all of the effort that goes into the half hour that led up to it. <laughs> I mean, there's no other words than whew. But I told you uh, in the intro to this that it's such a good row. I just love that row. The little two minutes at the end, you think, oh, I'm never going to manage it. I'm so tired. But then you get to it and you're like, oh, this just feels great because it's only two minutes and you know you're towards the end and you're just let letting loose, basically. So, so should we get into a two-minute cool down? I think we probably should. Hopefully, you're all composed. You've had a drink. You've wiggled your backside so that you're happy. Uh, we'll do this around about 20 strokes a minute again, around about that 2K plus 20 pace, and then we'll gradually slow down as we go through the two minutes, okay? So here we go in three, two, one, let's go. Oh, just sometimes just spreading your wings, actually allowing yourself to put in some power can feel amazing. There's so many, I mean, Obviously, I'm the one that's written the programming for this 30 days, but there's so many kind of low rate, low intensity, not quite unleashing rows to this uh, 30 days of 30 minute workouts that when it does come along that you can unload, it feels great. Although something tells me, or my memory tells me that uh, although the next session is going to be a low intensity one the one after that the top max intensity top tier is back to the sprint for a minute and then ease off for two minutes and hopefully because that one's reared its head a couple of times in this 30 days you'll have done it enough that you know how it feels and you know 
you can push that one minute. And with any luck, next time round, when you push that one minute, you'll be going faster than you have so far in this series. That is, of course, if you rode the entire series, but... Right, where are we? 20 seconds to go in the cooldown. So, again, when I stop, you don't have to stop. You can carry on cooling down or you can join me for some stretching. Last stroke here. If you don't have time to stretch, then please, please take a moment to stretch your quads, your hamstrings, and possibly your glutes too, okay? Because they are the workhorses of your rowing. Or if you can hang around for six minutes or so, Stretchy John will take you through some guided stretching. And if you don't have access to a stretching mat and you want to know how to stretch on the machine, then I'll take you through that. So put your feet back in onto the foot plates and loose straps, toes or feet against. So you get a nice angle between your feet and your legs. Legs nice and straight. Hands in the air, fold forwards. And as you fold, as that fold happens, you should feel that zing coming right up the back of your legs and then settling down into your hamstrings, okay? If it's in your knees, if it's in your calves, if it's in your, it's that tibula, I can't remember what the muscle's called, but your shin muscles basically, then you're doing something wrong, okay? This is about getting the hamstrings. It's not to say you don't wanna stretch your calves and your shin muscles. That can, can still be quite important, especially in terms of just overall flexibility. And if you have a, one of those techniques where you pull yourself forward with the foot straps, which no, 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 but, if you do that, then that muscle in the front of your shins will take quite a big beating, okay? And it doesn't need to, this is why I say no, no, no. But you might want to stretch it, because, like I say, it takes a bit of a beating. Let's do glutes next, so one leg up on the rail, other foot comes over, your heel is in the crook of your knee, bring your high knee across your body, so you have a straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. Hold it in place with your, well, if you're doing your right glute, it's your left arm, and then use your other arm to secure yourself on the back of the machine if you want stability, and then just rotate round. Make sure and keep this leg coming across your body. That's what primarily creates the stretch here, right there in the glute. But that twist round just focuses it down into where you want it to be. <sighs> yeah, right there, right in the glute. <laughs> um, and you can just hang around, just hang out here for a while and just go, oh, nice. Because I mean, I'm doing these relatively quickly. I'm not spending that long on each stretch. Let's change legs. Um, I don't think I'm even making it up to 30 seconds on each one. It's, so change legs, same thing. Bring that knee across, rotate round. Um, and ideally you want to be holding these stretches longer. I mean, when I was doing stretching, like big stretching sessions back in my squash playing days, I do like this, I do each muscle, I'd rest for 10 seconds, I'd do it again, and I'd basically do each muscle three times for 30 seconds with like a 10 second rest in between. So it was like a good half hour stretching session I do after a squash match, but then for squash, flexibility and all that stuff was so important. Not that it's not important for rowing, of course, but ugh. Uh, right, let's do quads next. So, <laughs> looks as I know it looks as I've wet myself, but I haven't. It's just these are very absorbent shorts. Um, I promise you. So, one hand on the monitor, flick that foot up behind the other one foot up behind you. Sorry, lost my words there. And then hold the heel against your backside. Hold on to the upper part of your foot, that kind of bridge of your foot, rather than your toes or even your ankle. And you should get enough leverage here that you can get a good stretch that feels right in your quad and that big meaty, big muscle of your, your leg. Um, and that's kind of like that big pushing muscle as you come out from the front. That's, your, that's where you're kind of, your quad and your hamstring are really what kind of gets you through that uh, rowing stroke. And what you don't want is to have, whoops, uh, no, try again. <laughs> I'm changing legs. That took me, for podcast people, that took me three attempts to flick my foot up behind me and hold on to it. Uh, but yeah, you basically, you'll use your, your quads at the initial drive and then your hamstrings at the back of the drive, basically. And this is one of the reasons why you don't want to swing too early when you're going through the rowing stroke is that if you swing too early, suddenly you're kind of, you're doing both. You're using your hamstrings 
and your quads at the same time, which doesn't really work. They're kind of, they're almost canceling each other out because one needs to be uh, adducting while the other one is other ducting. What's the other word? Ah, whatever. Um, so yeah, so if you use your, if you if you lean back too soon and both are engaged, you don't get as much power out of it. So that's kind of the physics, I say physics, the mechanics, the body mechanics behind it. It might not be, you never know, I don't even know the word for it. So pfft, could be talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> Let's do our hip flexors next. So one knee on the ground with the foot behind, toes up. Other foot is in front of you with your knee above it. Both legs are at right angles. I'm doing like Tutankhamun. And then with a good posture, push your hip forwards. For the one that has the knee on the ground, just push that hip forwards. You'll feel yourself sinking down here and that's okay because obviously you're opening up that uh, angle of the leg. But what's important is that you keep a good posture as you do, okay? That you still have uh, everything aligned going up, that you've not suddenly, as you do it, it's not like push and then leaning forwards onto that uh, leg that has the knee up, um, because suddenly you lose the entire stretch out of that hip flexor. Let's change legs. So again, good posture, push that hip forwards. Like I say, you'll feel yourself just sink down. So that was very vain. I've got a mirror in front of me and I just suddenly realised that my hair looked ridiculous and sweaty. And so I was all like, oh, oh yes, oh Timothy, yes. <laughs> oh, do you think I'll get, so if I'm not going to make a Red Bull advert because they've not been in touch, do you think I could do a, to be fair, it's likely to be just for men really, isn't it? If it's going to be anything, it's not going to be Timothy. It'll be a, are you going grey before your time? Not really, I'm going slightly in the, yeah. <laughs> I'm embracing. I wouldn't, wouldn't do that, get boot polish out and try and pretend. Anyway, right, where was I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's do forearms. So hands in front of your face, push them together. You should already, when you do that, you should feel your pecs get engaged actually. And then bring them down in front of you so that like my thumbs are now touching my heart rate monitor, um, the sensor on it. But importantly, I have forearms parallel to the ground and then fingers are at right angles to that and I can just push together and I get a nice stretch under my forearms and through my wrists. This is very nice. Hang on, my watch just buzzed, can I? Oh, I did. Who's that? A remote edit sweet stories. It's a work thing. Um, yeah, this is a great stretch. It was told to me by someone at the Edinburgh Indoor Climbing Centre. Edinburgh, the, yeah, the Edinburgh Indoor Climbing Centre. It was one of the, the ladies that works there when I was like, I can't move my hands. She's like, <laughs> she's like do this one for a while and you'll, kind of ease off that forearm. So, all right, shoulders next. So hands, one hand straight out in front of you, bring that across your body, loop your other arm across it to kind of anchor it and give that chance to kind of pull against and increase that stretch across your body, okay? And then you should feel it right up there in your delts, um, up on your shoulders. And again, I've not said this for a couple of stretching things, you really shouldn't feel your shoulders are um, worn out after rowing. The, your shoulders primarily through most of this, this stroke are just conduits for the power that you push with your feet. It comes up through your back, through your shoulders, into your hands, into the machine. If your shoulders, basically your shoulders might get a little bit of action at the back of the stroke. Let's swap arms, same thing. Um, at the back of the stroke as you come into a pool. But if you find that your shoulders are really sore, that you're kind of like, oh, then chances are you're grabbing from the front. Um, that you're you're not doing that kind of straight arms thing or you're shrugging your shoulders as you come into a finish okay so you still want um, as you come in a nice kind of shoulders down and finish you don't want to kind of be coming up and like losing your neck and oh I lay my neck gone okay well, that really hurt <laughs> let's not do that again so uh, biceps I've got two stretches to go um, biceps next so hands behind you so you're flying oh look at me I'm flying and then rotate your thumbs outwards and that stretches the long head of your bicep. Okay, and that'll give you a nice wee stretch into your biceps. Your biceps, again, shouldn't really be getting that much work, but it's always a good idea just to kind of stretch them through. There's obviously, when you're at the finish, there is like, there is action on your biceps, but it's not really, like, this is a pushing sport. It's all about really powering out from the front. And then it's powerful finish at the back. I'm not saying you don't pull at the back of the stroke, but, um, You'll find if your if your biceps and forearms are really the, the words lipen in Scotland, if they're lipen, um, then chances are it's because again you're grabbing and you're pulling it from the front and you're fighting against the power. Whereas if you come into a finish, 
it should be strong, but you shouldn't really be feeling it in the, in the biceps that much, okay? Uh, triceps next, so hand up in the air, swoop it down your back so it's touching your spine, then use your other arm to help that elbow so it's pointing straight up, okay? So it's going right up to the stars. Um, and that should help stretch. You can even push back a little bit. If that helps, just instead of it being forwards, just try and get it back. Maybe have a look and just to the side and go, are you straight? And go, oh no, you're not quite. Go a little bit, bit further. Okay, so get nice. You don't want to, you don't want to shortchange the triceps. Let's swap arms. Again, I mean, for me, my triceps, the only time they ever, they're ever can have any um, action on them is on the return the recovery of the stroke, if I'm too tense, um, that's when I, if it's, if I'm concentrating or something, if I'm trying to kind of slow things down, I'm concentrating and I'm a little bit too tense, then I feel at that point there, I'm kind of, I'm locked out and I'm tense instead of it being like a loose zombie. I'm kind of rigid and then that's when my triceps get it. I don't know if you can, I mean, I don't really have that big triceps that you can see the muscle popping, but um, if you come forwards and you're completely locked and rigid, okay, so nothing's moving, then you're likely to get sore triceps. But if you're nice and loose, okay, loosey-goosey, as you come forwards, and then you're ready to brace, okay? So as you take the stroke, you can brace against it. So nice and loose, brace as you go back, then your triceps shouldn't um, hurt, okay? Uh, there we go. So uh, I'm trying to think. So I suddenly thought, what's today's hashtag? Oh, maybe it'll come to me as I'm saying goodbye. Um, or maybe not, but anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, we are, this was day 21, so there's not that long to go, really. We're well past two-thirds of the way, uh, well, we're one row past two-thirds of the way, but that's still well past two-thirds of the way through those 30 days of 30-minute rows. Um, just to say, when we get into December, uh, what I'm going to do is, last year I made the 12 rows of Christmas, and all I'm going to do is just repost them again, okay? I'll make, I'll be making other individual rows in between, I'll make a couple of the row-long adventures and things, um, but primarily what I'm going to do is row the, is, sorry, is just just uh, repost up the 12 rows of Christmas, okay? So, because I did them once, they're all, and they're a lot of fun, and so this, I'm not even going to redo the ins and outs of them, I'm just going to go here and do them. Um, yeah, so just so you know. So, um, yeah, but we're not at Christmas yet, let's not talk about Christmas yet, okay? Especially if um, you might be, you might pick this up in like July, and you'll be like, I don't want to know about Christmas. So, um, yeah, uh, maybe that could be the hashtag, um, uh, leave Christmas to December. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't really know what to do, I mean, I feel there should be something about I've not wet myself, but that seems a bit weird. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know, where are we, 21? I just, just You could just do hashtag 21 or 21 rows because we're 21 through. 21 is always a nice number. It's nice to, nice to say 21. It's like um, banana. I like typing banana because you just go B and on the keyboard. Hashtag banana. <laughs> Look, see, here's me lost for a hashtag and suddenly they're all coming out in front of us. Myriad hashtags. So thank you so much for putting up with me in this one. I really do hope you're enjoying it. Whether you're new to the channel, whether you're one of the uh, stalwarts that have been around for a while, whether you're one of the middle of the road ones, who knows? Um, maybe you are, uh, yeah, maybe hopefully you made it this far and you can use that hashtag to let me know you did. <laughs> um, yeah, so I will go because I'm rambling and ranting and I have to go and cook my Sunday dinner because I'm doing this the day before. Uh, um, so yeah, so thank you so much for spending time with me and putting up with me. I will see you in uh, either the next row of this series or one of my other rows. Until then, take care, be well, bye-bye.